Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. There's a fellow named Tom Emmer from Minnesota. Now, my friends up on AM 1280, The Patriot, and on my Duluth affiliate and my Western Minnesota affiliates, they all know who Tom Emmer is. But I want to introduce the rest of the country to the chairman of the National Republican Congressional Committee, who should still have champagne surrounding him because of the night he orchestrated. Congressman Emmer, welcome. Congratulations. What a great November 3rd you had. Thanks, Hugh. Great great to be with you. Uh, You know, when Tim Pawlenty was governor, he made me the... uh, the commissioner of hockey in Minnesota. So you were a coaching at that time. I'm not sure my edicts reached to you. Have you given up coaching hockey now? Uh, given up is not the right word. I, I still coach through the TV. I've got one daughter and six <laughs> boys, as you might know, Hugh. My daughter is the only one that made it to the NHL as a broadcaster for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So my coaching is now, uh, it goes through my daughter. Well, you coached a lot of first-term Congress people. You have, I've got Michelle Steele coming up. I've been going through all the new Republican women who've been elected. And I want to know what the secret sauce was. What happened here? I, put, I think it's recruiting, but you tell us. How did you get this done? Well, you win campaigns, Hugh, with great candidates, number one, with the right message, and then with enough resources. We're, we never have their resources and I, I joke, but it's uh, somewhat true. They need all the money that they raise because it costs a lot more to sell a lie to the American people. In this this cycle, we had the best candidates I've been told ever uh, running for the House, a record number of women, record number of minority candidates, record number of veterans that are not done serving this country. Uh, we actually won 28 out of the 29 most competitive races and as of last night, when uh, Mike Garcia, who represents the suburbs of Los Angeles, when his opponent conceded, we have now uh, ensured that no incumbent, no Republican incumbent lost for the first time since 1994. And wow, it's, it's pretty impressive. Hewitt. The last thing I'll leave you with is I'm really proud of the fact that every one of the seats we flipped so far has been a minority, a veteran or a female. You know, uh, Mike Garcia was on the show on election morning, so I'm going to, of course, claim credit for his winning. That was a 300-vote race, but it's not like Iowa. What, is that a six-vote race? Yes, sir. Yeah, that one was uh, certified yesterday. Marionette Miller-Meeks uh, has beaten Rita Hart by six votes, uh, and we'll we'll see. There's, there's still one last step. Rita Hart and her campaign can uh, file a lawsuit, I think, before the end of the day tomorrow, but it would be futile. Uh, she's lost the race. Tell us about the New York race. First of all, tell me, how many do you think you're going to end up with, uh, Congressman? How many? What's the number of Republicans in the incoming Congress? Well, with Marinette Miller-Meeks, uh, we are going to hit 211, and we are left with one more uh, in New York's 22nd District, upstate New York, where uh, Claudia Tenney, is in a rematch with uh, Mr. Brindisi, and she leads him by 12 votes right now. If we get that, we'll be, uh, it'll be 223 to 212. So that means Speaker Pelosi can only lose five votes? Am I, am I doing the math right and win? Six. She six. can lose six. Yeah. Two, 218 is the magic number. Uh, she'll be, uh, it'll be the smallest majority, most narrow majority, I think, since the 1870s. Well, you know, it's going to be very interesting how the leader manages uh, the minority, because there will be places where you're going to be able to put pressure on 
the few remaining red dog, uh, blue, blue dog Democrats. You, you've got some Southern Democrats who are reasonable. You've got some uh, suburban Democrats who know they're endangered. Are you already recruit? By the way, why did you say yes to doing the NRCC a second time? Honest to goodness, Tom Emmer, that is a tough job, and you put your hand up again. Well, I, I actually, unlike most people who were telling us we were going to lose anywhere from 15 seats or more, uh, I actually believed we were going to win the majority this time. This, uh, this, this Democrat Party that my grandfather actually loved is no longer the Democrat Party that we know. It's, it's the Socialist Party of America, uh, Hugh. They have gone so far to the left that when you say there are moderate Democrats, there's no such thing. With the departure of Colin Peterson, I would argue, in Minnesota, there are no more blue dog, quote unquote, Democrats left. The, the fight in that party is now between liberals and socialists, ultra liberals and socialists. And that's not what Main Street America wants. I thought we should have won the majority this time. I, I wanted to finish what we started, Hugh. Oh, that's a very that's very good. Now, I think you got the secret sauce in figuring out. America likes younger Congress people. They like women, minorities, and they love veterans. Now, I, you know, Wesley Hunt did not win. I, I had a lot of hope for Wesley. I hope he gets back in the ring. I hope redistricting helps us. How, how do people figure out whether or not they should run? What do you ask them to ask themselves when they come to you and say, I want to run? Well, actually, when they come uh, to Washington and I sit down with them or I go out uh, to where they are, first thing I ask them is, why in God's name would you want to do this? <laughs> Because you have to step in, and it is hard. You, you work your tail off. But most of them, it's, it's being called. Uh, the, the candidates we got this time, I think a lot of that was motivated by this lurch to the far left on the other side of the aisle. People want freedom for their children and for future generations. And, you know, if you're a veteran, that's what you were defending when you were wearing the uniform. So it's just a natural step to jump into the arena on this side. Uh, the women out there, <laughs> they are uh, they're going to drive the future for the Republican Party. Now, you also had Win Red up and running for the first time. How much of a difference did that make, Tom Emmer? It made a huge difference, Hugh, and I'm going to give the credit to uh, President Trump. Uh, this uh, this president is not only the single greatest uh, small dollar fundraiser in the history of the Republican Party. He's the single greatest small dollar fundraiser in the history of American politics. We, uh, we did something that was historic when we created Win Red. It was driven by President Trump. Uh, it included the RNC, the NRCC, which is the House Republicans, and the NRSC. So it was a team effort. And I'll tell you, it was rolled out a little bit uh, more than a year ago, August of 2019, and it raised a billion dollars. Hugh, it's, it's, it's unheard of. So... We've got a long way to go to catch up yet to uh, act blue, but uh, we made a great uh, strides in this last uh, cycle. WinRed uh, consolidates all the giving and sends it to the targeted races and does it with professional accuracy. So, Tom Emmer, looking at redistricting, how much of a role does the NRCC play in advising the state legislatures or the independent commissions or anyone involved in the redistricting process? Or do you wait for the lines to settle and then go and recruit? <laughs> Well, you know, after my years of coaching, Hugh, you don't wait. You don't play the blue line. you got to be attacking all the time. Uh, on this one, though, our elections are supposed to be uh, a state-based operation. We will work with uh, our delegations 
who will work with their state legislatures to make sure that uh, the redistricting process is done in a fair, open, and transparent manner, uh, and that it reflects, quite frankly, the uh, demographics of the state and the districts that are being drawn. Uh, and so we will be involved in an advisory capacity, and we'll be paying very close attention. Do you have the technical team in place? Uh, people don't understand. Redistricting is math. And I teach the redistricting cases every year that I teach con law. You know, you can't use race. That's off limits. But the courts abandoned coming up with any other test. So it's really just math and expertise. And the Democrats have been doing it forever. And the Republicans have been doing it forever. And I don't like to hide that fact. If you look at Massachusetts, which is 30 percent Republican, there aren't any Republican congressmen for a reason. They're really good at redistricting. Do you have the expertise you need? Yeah, well, so let's say... Uh... What? Let's be open about the fact that uh, former President Obama and his former Attorney General Eric Holder have been really working this uh, hard for the last four or five years. Uh, we do have the Republican redistricting trust that we set up on, on our side of the aisle a couple of years back because we need to match that. They're, they're out there telling people effectively that uh, redistricting is done from a federal level. It's not. It's done from the state level. Hugh, you are absolutely right. It is simply math. Uh, And we have to make sure that people understand that their state needs to reflect their actual population, not what the Democrats want it to reflect. And I think it's really important that we be involved in that process. And do you expect uh, Republican-leaning states to pick up seats this time? I I saw what Redistrict said. There will be at least 180 and and 538. There will be at least 180 seats, the lines for which are drawn by Republicans only. But I still wonder where the new seats going. Are you confident they're going to Republican states? I I am, actually. If you look, states like the one that I live in, Minnesota, states like Illinois, states like New York, where these Democrat policies – failed Democrat policies continue to make it uh, more difficult to live and and prosper, people are leaving. Those are the states that are losing uh, or face the uh, prospect of losing seats. And guess where they're going? They're going where Republican policies have been in place and people are able to live and prosper. Uh, That is great news. That is great news. So I do think it's going to make a difference. Congressman Tom Emmer, congratulations. Follow him on Twitter. Support the NRCC. Go to WinRed. And thank you, Congressman. Come back. Keep us posted. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.